yep. It wasn't good, people. It wasn't good. What's going on, everyone? Yes, I am back. Welcome to another episode of Winter Circle. Of course, I am your host, Anthony Wynn. Yeah, the Giants, the Giants just, they, they didn't come to play, man. They didn't come to play. Obviously, they lose against Philly, and it was it was not good. It was not good. So we'll get into that game a little bit. Where do they go from here, though? Overall, successful last season. All right, thrilled with where where the team's going. And again, I apologize in advance. You know, I'm still stuffy as heck. I can't I can't shake whatever this is. So I'm just gonna try and push through it, man. But, uh, yeah, so where do they go from here? You know what I mean? They got a lot of things that they need to take care of, but we'll get into all that. Um, Jets make some headlines, man. They've been they've been all over the place this week. Uh, they hire Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure I love it. But clearly a power play in my eyes to uh, – try to lure Aaron Rodgers like Denver tried to do. But we'll get into that. Uh, I'm wondering how Jets fans are feeling about it, though. But, yeah, so, you know, you got Judge making the rounds. Uh, he was, you know, doing late-night talk shows and going to Ranger and Nick games. Um, I just love that he's here, man. I love that he's here. But talk about him a little bit. Nick's get a win, win in Boston last night. Big win. But... I mean, I sound like a broken record. I still, I just still don't trust this team. But they did get a big win. But I'll, I'll get into that. And we're gonna get into a little bit of some Nets conversation. Ben Simmons acting like a like a giant baby. To me, he doesn't seem committed. But we'll get into him. We'll get into him. I'm gonna open with the Knicks though. <clears throat> and uh, yes, look. They beat they they went to overtime, beat the best team in the league. Well, team with the best record. So I mean, I guess that's how we gotta view that. They are probably the most consistent team in the NBA. In the Celtics, freaking Boston sports right now, just going hard as shit with the Bruins and the Celtics. But uh, yeah, man, they they uh they get a big win. It was a big win. But look, I for the life of me. I just don't understand what happens in the late game situations. I don't know if they just forget how to play basketball or whether or not it's, you know, it's the opposing team starting to ratchet up the defense in the fourth quarter cuz you know it gets late and they may not be, you know, killing you for the most part the whole game, but I find that hard to believe that for 3 quarters a team isn't playing hard defense. Like I don't I don't know about all that. I mean, Things look organized for the Knicks in the first three quarters. Like, they look like they have a game plan. They look like they actually know how to move the ball for whatever reason. In late-game situations, it just doesn't happen. The ball sticks, specifically to Julius Randle, which is ridiculous. And, and I thought, I thought Tibbs got his head out of his ass when it came to that. Because for the last few weeks, it, it had been Jalen Brunson handling the ball in those situations which who it that that's just who it needs to be that's your point guard who should be an all-star 
I mean, I know they came out with the starters, and it's just kind of ridiculous how people who have been out for 23 games and just, just it's ridiculous. I mean, that's what happens when you let fans vote as far as the all-star starters. I mean, Embiid should be a starter over Kevin Durant. That's just my opinion. KD obviously is an all-star, okay? He should not not go to the all-star game. I understand all that. But the dude hasn't played in three weeks. And Embiid plays every night. There's a few snubs that I was a little frustrated with. I'm not even going to get into that. It's just a fan vote. Either way, Randall and Brunson deserve to be all-stars, if not Randall especially, with the way he's been playing. But, again, I just go back to this fourth-quarter offense, and for the last five minutes of the game, you scored four points. You have a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter. You're up 12 with five minutes left. You should be able to close that out. So they end up going to overtime, which, by the way, they were lucky to go to overtime because Tatum crossed Grimes up like it was nothing and got the shot he wanted, and we got lucky that he missed. Okay? And I know know I'm coming on here and being all negative and shit, but, I mean, it's just who this team is. I just don't understand for the life of me why it continues to happen game after game after game after game. I just, I don't, I don't understand. You're a professional sports team. You can't tell me Tibbs doesn't see this and doesn't talk about it at practice, in the film sessions. Like, you can't tell me this. Why does it continue to happen? I just don't understand. I don't understand. I don't care if the defense on the other side gets ratcheted up a little bit. You First of all, you got to win these games. And Look, again, I know they won, but they shouldn't even have been in overtime last night. And, like... You can call me negative, do whatever you can call me whatever you want. I this is why I can't fully get behind this team. Because what's gonna happen really? They're gonna be in a play in tournament and maybe win that game and then get into a series with Boston or Milwaukee. They're getting swept. Okay? So what I just it's front they didn't start OT off so well either. Now, thankfully, you got a big shot from RJ. Like, look, at the end of the day, if you hate Randall already, which I kind of do, like, you're not really going to talk me off that ledge anymore. Like, I'm pretty set in my ways on him. I'm not going to lie. Like, you either hate him or you love him. And, look, I just told you he's playing at an all-star level. And, you know, the argument I keep hearing is, what is this team without him? Well, he's he's kind of hamstringing the team. I'm not talking, I, look, I under, I'm not one of these fans that, like, screams about keeping draft picks and keeping RJ. And I was wrong about that. Like, they could have went and got Donovan Mitchell if they were willing to give up RJ. And I didn't want them to. But, you know, I was wrong about that. Because, look, RJ has not played well this year. And... Or at least up to the level that I like we were expecting. I said at the beginning of the year RJ was gonna be an all star. Like that's how I felt. Like he just got signed to a new deal. Like everything was looking up for RJ. And I was getting ready to see him like kind of finally take that next step. Because everything that he said he was gonna do in his first two years, that's what he did. And I just it's frustrating to see. I think Randall being on the floor though is a big reason for that. He acts as a as a cog, really, because it just when he touches the ball, 
And it's not all the time. This is what this is what kills me about this team. Like the first three quarters, it's it's the ball ain't sticking. Like the it looks like we actually run an offense that that works. Like I, I just it's so frustrating to watch, man. Like I don't know how to feel about it because yeah, they win they win a big game. You could argue that's their biggest win of the season. You can make that argument. That's the top seed in the league, really. They have the best record in the league. And you beat them at Boston. Which is another thing totally, by the way, because you're under 500 at home, which is ridiculous. Which is another reason why I can't trust this team. Everything just points to mediocrity. That's all it does. Like You got, uh, you got Julius, granted, he's playing at an all-star level. But what happens to this team late? Brunson's playing at an all-star level. Like I just don't, I don't understand it. it. The the more I talk about it, it just it baffles me even more. And like I get it. Again, like I'm coming off as negative Nancy over here, but especially after a win. But it's just it's something I can't get over. Like it's something I expect now. Like when they were up when they were up 13, right, in the fourth, halfway through the fourth quarter. I am not comfortable. Like I'm sitting there like thinking how they're going to blow this. And they did. But you know what you know what's so crazy in overtime what ended up put, putting you over the edge? The Celtics couldn't hit their free throws and you could. Wow. Such a such a uh like epiphany for this team wow you can make a free throw wow that actually helped you win a game when you needed it and kudos to rj for draining those two those were clutch free throws at the end but like (laughs) only been screaming it from the rafters it's the easiest shot in the game hit them but uh look i'm sorry i know I'm sure Knicks fans are going to listen to this and kill me because, you know, they it's coming off a win and all that shit. I, I understand that. And I'm happy about the win. I'm not unhappy about the win. But who, what's going to happen next? Now they've won two in a row after losing four in a row. Let's see them win two more and then lose five straight again. Like, that's just what this team does. It's just what they do. So, and by the way, their next, like, 19 games, there's only three or four teams that are under 500, and one of them is the Lakers who... You know, every time LeBron comes to the Garden, he goes off. It's never a good thing. Anytime anyone comes to the fucking Garden, they go off. <laughs> but that's just how I feel about this team, man. And I wish I could come on here and talk all positively and how Julius scored 36 or whatever it was last night or 32. However, I think he had 36. You know what I mean? And how RJ hit a big clutch shot and hit the two free throws, and that was great to see. And it was. But why are we in that situation? Why are we in the situation? You're up 13 points in the fourth quarter. Finish the fucking game. Just finish the game. I understand who you're playing against. Trust me. All right. I'm going to go into some Nets conversation now. And I rarely do this, but... Ben Simmons made some headlines this weekend 
they had a, they had a loss against Philly, and you could qualify it as a pretty bad loss considering you shot 62% from the field. The Nuts went, I believe it was like 42 of 76 or some shit like that. They were on fire. Or 46. It was it was some it was over 60% and they lost. Um and you know the big the biggest story coming out of that game, obviously it was Ben Simmons going into Philly for the first time. Finally playing against Philly at Philly. Plays 16 minutes in the first half. Doesn't even shoot once. And then in the second half, third quarter opens up. He scores 10 in the third. So, I don't, like, here's the here's the problem I have with Ben Simmons. Like, what what are you scared about? What are you scared for? You, it's obvious you're scared. Okay, it's it's blatantly obvious. You don't you don't want to get to the free throw line. You don't want to shoot a jumper. Like everybody remembers these stories coming out of college, right? Like coming out of LSU, like there were stories of him practicing alone, shooting threes and stuff because he didn't want his he didn't want his teammates to watch him shoot. <laughs> so it's always been there for him. It's a mental thing. And, you know, for all the shit he got last year about people thinking he was, like, faking the mental stuff and, you know, just blame, just using something to blame, well, it's clear he's got a mental block somewhere. And, you know, at this point, why people shit on that, I don't understand. I'm not trying to kill Ben Simmons here because, you know, I get it. Like, but at the same time, you you got to be real here. It's a detriment to the team. And... When you come out and say things like you said after the game about because he 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 got benched in the fourth quarter by the way because let me just give you he doesn't shoot he doesn't want to shoot right so every time he goes to the basket he's looking for the kick out with the exception of the third quarter because the third quarter he was aggressive which is why it's so frustrating to watch him because he can do whatever he wants when he plays like that and I'm I'm kind of. <laughs> When I was writing the notes for this, I, I was I was he pissed he was pissing me off like he just pissed me off. I, my first my first comment was Ben Simmons should just retire. I mean, it just doesn't look like he wants to be out there. You know what I mean? And it sounds like I'm killing him, which I kind of am. I understand that, and I don't I don't want to like discredit his what, what's going on with him mentally or whatever. But I'm not trying to do that. But at the end of the day, like you. As a teammate, I wouldn't be happy with Ben Simmons right now. I just wouldn't. They need him to play a certain way, and he's not playing that way. And, again, he's scared to shoot. The dude's shooting 44% from the free throw line, and that's just an absolute joke, especially for a 6'9 point guard who can bully people and get to the rack at will. He doesn't want to do it because he doesn't want to shoot the free throws. That's, that's what it is, people. That's what it is. And it's just it's frustrating to watch. You know, I have another note here. It says, you know, he might be he might be the biggest example of wasted talent that we have ever seen. I mean, there's nothing worse, right? Like cuz you watch you've watched this dude being all being all-star. He's a three-time all-star. He's only 26 years old and he missed all of last season. So he was a three-time All-Star at 24. 
So what does that tell you? What like just what? Ha- I, it's just crazy to me. And you know, when I hear stories about him going to practice alone, that causes re- resentment with your teammates as well. So on top of your resentment because you're scared to shoot in front of him. So like, I don't know, man. I just and then he comes out after the game. He comes out after the game. And they ask him if he got upset about being benched in the fourth quarter. And, you know, he he this he said he said, Look, I mean, that's the coach's decision. And I quote, If we win, I'm cool with it. If we lose, then I'll probably have some issues with it. Well, what? And then he said, It's a coach's decision that's out of my hands. Well, no, no, Ben Simmons, it's not out of here. It, it's actually completely in your hands. If you just played the way that your coach and your teammates are expecting you to play, you'd be in in those crunch time minutes. And by the way, with Kevin Durant not playing, because he's rehabbing that knee injury, with him not playing, they kind of need you to play like that. So if you're not going to play like that, you're not going to (laughs) play. I mean, it's pretty simple. So... I, I, he just rubs me the wrong way when he says shit like that. And again, I don't want to discredit the, like the whatever mental block he has, whatever he has going on mentally. He's he's he's. I mean, he missed the whole season last year because he didn't want to be on Philadelphia. <laughs> like he just didn't want to play for that team. So, look, man, he's whatever's going on with him. I mean, he's got to start showing more on the court. I mean, what do you? What else? What else? Are, what else are they gonna do? I don't know. So, yeah, that's there. You go. That's some Nets conversation. <laughs> I love how all, every time I talk about it, the Nets, it's it's rarely about basketball. It's always something about um, Kyrie said this, or you know. They don't need a coach, you know, <laughs> all that shit, all that type of stuff. At least this time we're talking about basketball. I still hate that I'm shitting on Ben Simmons because, you know, of all the stuff surrounding him. But, like, they need you to play better, man. I mean, and you've proven that you can play better. Like, you've done it before. I, I just don't know what it, I, I don't know what it is. You know, you can't get in the kid's head. But I just don't like when he says stuff like that after the game and then, like, he, like looking for something to blame or something like it's the coach's fault that he's benched in the fourth quarter. That's a coach's decision. Well, dude, you're on the bench for a reason. Try to maybe um, look in the mirror. How's that sound? <laughs> um, but yeah. So one more thing, I want to get into Judge real quick before I get into the football. Uh, yeah, man, Judge has been making his rounds recently, huh? The other night he was at the Knicks game when they played Cleveland, uh, which, by the way, was another game that the Knicks had comfortably in hand and almost gave up. Won, though. They won. But uh, he was at the Rangers game the night before that. Went on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Had a whole interview there. And remember, I, I, I remember, I said this. I said this. When Rizzo signed that deal, because all the rumors coming out before free agency started was that Rizzo and Judge were a package deal. No matter where what happened with Rizzo, you know, wherever one of those two ended up, that's where the other one was going to end up. 
And you thought it was going to be Judge that was going to be signed first, and Rizzo would have waited. But Rizzo, I think the Yankees saw the writing on the wall there, and Judge confirmed in an interview, because, you know, Fallon asked him how that whole process was. And, and of course, Judge loved it, right? I mean, you got a bunch of teams bidding for your services, and now you're almost a, making a half a billion dollars. <laughs> so, hey, of course he's going to love the process. But uh, he confirmed. He said it. He said Anthony Rizzo was a big was a big reason why he uh, decided to re-sign with the Yankees. Like, Rizzo... Rizzo was on the recruiting mode right away after he was signed. And, you know, the, he said he talked to Rizzo, um, and he said the first thing Rizzo said to him after he signed with the Yankees, Rizzo signing with the Yankees, he said, uh, now we just got to get you done. So, you know, it, he was a big, he was he called him every day. I mean, you could just go watch the interview. But he called him every day, and it was... Uh, I, I, it was a factor. Now, of course, how <laughs> calling him personally with the contract offer and that whole story, which I've told on the, on this show before, so I won't get into all of it. But you know, of course, that played into on top of being named captain too. And he, it was cool. He went into that actually, and you know, he was shocked. I don't know how shocked he actually was. He said he was speechless. I'm sure he was. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. That's the 16th captain, captaincy ever in the franchise. And this franchise has been here for a long, 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 long time. Like a long time. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure he was caught by surprise. He said he was very surprised. You know, he didn't know what to say. I love it, man. It's great. I like. I just love that he's here. You know, we can get into all the things that the Yankees need to do. But just watching him talk about the process and just watching him, you know, just be thrilled that he's still in New York and, you know, it's really where he wanted to be. Like, whether any of that is true or not, I don't give a shit. Like, this dude's here and he's here to stay and I'm I'm just hyped about it. Um, I am going to get into a little bit of what, like, the just dummy Brian Cashman is. I just can't stand this guy anymore I used to think he was really smart and he made a lot of great moves for this team and everything like that like just shit hasn't you know he's made good moves he's made a lot of bad moves and he just deserves he he's deserved the criticism to me when, when it comes to like the last five six years of this of this uh, franchise not being where it wants it to be you know you could you could go back to when you know he's talking about championships not championship like he wants to build for multiple and all that shit he just says things that don't need to be said at certain times. You know what I mean? And the latest example of that is him coming out saying, well, even earlier than than what he said this week, he talked about Donaldson being the third baseman, which no one wanted to hear, of course, because we thought after last season he proved not to be good at all. So, excuse me. So, you know not too thrilled about that and he's and and you know he 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 has to know everybody is like shitty on Donaldson. Why do we have to come out with these announcements? This is the point I was getting to. Why do we have to come out with these announcements, you know, a month and a half before spring training and all that shit? Like can't we just wait? Can't we just wait till spring training, please? To see what we what's going to happen here? 
Because, again, he said this week, Aaron Hicks, he, he he's looking forward for uh, Aaron Hicks to have a comeback season. Well, that essentially tells me he's your left fielder to start the year. That's almost worse than Donaldson. And whether it's true or not, whether they have a backup plan, whether they have something up their sleeve, I don't give a shit. What are you coming out and saying that for? You know your whole fan base can't stand both those guys. Like, now, look, you, you you end up doing what you want to do, and then you're eventually going to get criticized for it anyway, regardless of really of what you do. So I understand. But at the same time, you, can't we just wait to, to, till spring training? Can't we just wait to see what the roster looks like, to see who's playing? To, can't we just wait? Why do you always have to come out and just say the shit? Like you're not hiding anything or something. Just just shut up for a little bit. And it's funny. I I I shit on like Leon Rose. I I guarantee half Knicks fans half the Knicks fans don't even know who Leon Rose is. That's that's the dude who's pretty much running the Knicks. General manager of the Knicks. Making the roster, making the trades, drafting. That's who's doing it. Never hear from that guy, and I. it's ridiculous that you don't. But, <laughs> so I feel the opposite about Cashman. I think Cashman just needs to go into a fucking hole somewhere and just shut the fuck up for a while. Because whenever, now, now, whenever something comes out of his mouth, people, just every Yankee, fan is gonna, every Yankee fan is gonna despise it. And look, I'm not one of these fans that's like, this dude needs to go, yada, yada, yada. This guy is probably the biggest reason why the Yankees are competitive every single season. I mean, we did just make it to the ALCS. Can we not forget that, please? I know we got swept and embarrassed and all that shit. but And I know that the expectation is World Series, and the Yankees did that. The fans aren't doing that, by the way. So you want to sit here and call us spoiled and shit like that. You you might have an argument, but when the the team message to the fans... When Brian Cashman comes out and says, we're bu- we're bu- we are building for championships. You hear that? That's an S. That means plural, multiple, more than one. Okay? And ever since he said that, we haven't even sniffed it. So, can we just get the one? Could you just stop talking, please? Could you stop riling us up? Do whatever you need to do as far as move, sign whoever, make those announcements, shit like that. Do it through social media, whatever you want. Stop talking. Just stop talking. Because now I'm pissed off because now I know we're going into a season where admittedly you said you needed something to do, do in the outfield and now you're just going to put Aaron Hicks back in and Donaldson back in and you sign IKF, which makes me nervous that you're going to put him back in at shortstop, although I think Peraza should start this year, and I don't think it's a bad idea for Volpe to start off in AAA, even though he's a stud there too. He's barely played any AAA. He was up for a little bit. He crushed it, but he's only played fully AA for the most part. So he needs time in AAA before he comes straight to the fucking big leagues. So... And I eventually think he will be on this roster. But Peraza deserves to play shortstop. That's just my personal opinion. Or Cabrera over IKF. Because a lot. if we're going to do Hicks in left field, you could put Cabrera at short. Or Cabrera at short. 
Carrera. Look, I'm talking about Correa, Cabrera. <laughs> but you could put him at short. He was a he he was an infielder first. You threw him and left because we had no choice because Aaron Hicks sucked. That's why that happened. <sighs> he's just starting to he's start, Cashman's just really starting to make my skin crawl. And again, I think he's a really good general manager. I do. Like I know, like, if the Yankees were to ever fire him, which will never happen, by the way, he would have to resign from the position. But if the Yankees were to ever get rid of Cashman, that dude would have a job the next day. I understand all of that, okay? I do. But, still, you know, he's start- just, just be quiet. <laughs> just be quiet. Stop talking about the team. I know it's your job. Just be quiet for a little bit. You keep you keep pissing us off. All right, sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I went negative before the more negative because now we're about to get into the uh, the New York football and uh, a lot of questionable decisions all around New York football this past week. But um, we're gonna start with the Giants because I'm not gonna end. On the freaking Giants. Look. They lose to Philly. Loses a very loose term. Because they really got embarrassed. It was bad. I mean. I mean. It was just bad. I mean from the opening drive. Through. Like it was. It just wasn't a good sight. It was a lot like the first game. And I was not expecting that. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I expected the Giants to win that game because I didn't. What I didn't expect and what I thought was going to happen, what I thought was going to happen was the Giants were going to at least make it competitive. Well, that did not fucking happen. No, it, it just didn't. The Giants were overwhelmed from the coin toss. It that's what it seemed like to me, at least. And look, you know, we can go through this game, dissect it however the way, however way you want. It Brian Dable goes for it on fourth and eight in the first quarter in their own territory. And if that didn't like, he's either a genius. He ended up being right. I mean, look, the only reason he's doing that. And I saw a lot of people kill this guy for make for making that decision. Look, I mean, it's not it's not the right decision. It's not. You don't go for it in your own territory in the first quarter down seven. That that just you don't do that. You gotta play the field the field uh what's that called? Uh Field ter- there's a phrase. I, why am I why am I having a mental block right now? I know what the I know what the hell it is. Anyway, you want to pin them deep. You you want to make them work for a freaking score, and you didn't do that. You went for it on. I, he saw the writing on the wall. I mean, look at the first drive. They score on like four plays. You got tore up. The defense got torn to pieces. That offensive line manhandled the Giants' defensive. Um, Defensive players. Manhandled them. Jason Ellis got thrown by Jason Kelsey. <laughs> like, Kelsey threw him. With one arm. Just threw him. And that's a, 
Ellis is a big guy. Really, really, really big guy. So, look. I didn't even listen to the last episode that I recorded. I literally made that strictly. And they deserved it. Listen, they deserved it at the time, okay? They did. I I don't regret doing that, all right? But after that happened on Sunday, because normally I like to go back, like, in the middle of the week and just listen to the episode and just try to figure out, like, if what I said happened or whatever. Just whatever. I didn't do that this week because I knew it was a whole Giants episode. (laughs) And pretty much the whole episode, all I was doing was convincing myself that they could win the game when, in all actuality, you saw it on the TV screen. They had no shot. (laughs) They had no shot. I mean, the secondary just locked up your receivers. It's like the... The talent gap just showed. Philly was just better in all aspects of the game. They just were. So, look, I'm not going to spend a shit ton of time on that game. We've had a week now to really process it. And look, at the end of the day, I'm thrilled where this team is at. As far as the coaching staff, as far as the management, you know, these guys are smart guys. don't, don't, Don't get this twisted. Brian Dable and... Joe Shane had their hands had their hands all over Buffalo. That Buffalo team you see now has a lot to do with Joe Shane and Brian Dable. It just does. So these guys are smart. They know what they're they know what they're doing. I trust them. Now, with that being said, where do we go from here? I mean, what are the biggest things that you have to do? You got a lot of unrestricted free agents. You know, you got a lot of contracts coming off the books. You know, Nick Gates, Julian Love. Uh, you're going to have to pay Dexter Lawrence. It's good. I mean, you still got him on, uh, I think, for another year, but he's going to want a contract extension. Uh, I saw I saw Fabian Monroe, who, if we're being honest, I, 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 I'm not going to be heartbroken if that dude ain't on the team next year. But either way, I mean, we got we, Daniel Jones, Saquon, like, what 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 needs to happen first? Well, I'll give you my opinion. Uh, Daniel Jones, sign him, three year deal. That sounds you know about thirty five to 40, 40 million a year. Don't don't none of this fifty million a year crap. The negotiations are going to start probably where the franchise tag is for quarterbacks, which right now I think is like thirty two and a half million, and. The reason why I'm signing Daniel Jones, well, first of all, that's done. Signed Daniel Jones, three-year deal, uh, 35 to 40. So what is that? 35, 95 to $110 a year, $120 a year. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's what you do. Three-year contract. That's not bad. And then, as far as Saquon goes, and he'll pro- he probably won't love this, but I think the writing is on the wall for uh, Saquon to get tagged because as far as the franchise tag, because that's only a $10 million uh, franchise tag. And I'm not sure with how demanding that position is. And, I mean, you see it all around the league. Look at Fournette. He was a seven. I think he was fourth overall went to Jacksonville 
Um, he's about to get cut by Tampa. He's, he's about to not be on an NFL roster. Uh, you got Zeke, who looks like a shell of himself. I mean, look at that game, Cowboys 49ers, this past weekend. I mean, Tony Pollard gets hurt, and it looks like the offense for Dallas just didn't know what to do after that. I mean, you gave the ball to Zeke. He can't. He, I mean, he's just not what he used to be. And he was fourth overall. I think McCaffrey was seventh overall. Um, now, he's doing great with San Francisco, but at the same time, he was hurt for two years. And, you know, Carolina really missed out on that. So, I mean, it's just what you sign up for. And then you got Saquon at second overall. I mean, I, 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 I didn't love it at the time, and I don't love it now. But I just don't think you draft running backs in the first round anymore. But either way, um, I think you signed Saquon to the franchise tag, which would be a $10 million hit. Uh. This team has a lot of holes to fill. But the reason... So, they, they're going to have about $60 million in cap space to uh, going into next season when free agency starts and all that shit. Uh, here, so, the $10 million that you're going to sign for... Uh, that you're going to franchise tag Saquon with, that's automatic $10 million. That's going to hit the cap. You have to pay that. The reason I signed Daniel Jones to a, to a contract is you can rework that deal... And you could spread the money out. So, yeah, you could sign up to a three-year, let's just say, $105 million contract, right? 105 And um, that's 35 a year, I think. Am I doing that math right? Let me check. <laughs> Don't quote me on this, people. I got to get the calculator out because I'm not 100% sure if that's correct. 105 Minus three, or divided by three, minus three, divided by three. Yes, that's 35 a year. So, um, the reason you sign them to the deal is because, again, you could you could spread that out with signing sign bonus money, incentives, all that type of stuff. You, you, can, you can make it to where the cap hit isn't 35 is my point. So, like, you could probably re- rework some money to where you could probably get that cap hit down to maybe 15 or 20. So you sign Daniel Jones to a contract where you're only paying against the cap about 15 to 20. So let's just say 20 and let's say 15. Let's go 15 because I think that's how they're – I think that's where they'll get. I think that's the number where they'll get to. So $10 million for Saquon, 15 for Jones this coming year. So that leaves you with $45 million. And this is, by the way, without you know getting rid of Galladay's contract, getting rid of some bad contracts that you – Want to get off the books, so they're going to have more than sixty million. All right, we're just going to go off that number now because that's what they're projected to have right now, but uh, without doing any of the cutting or all that stuff. But they have a lot of holes to fill, so that leaves forty-five million to fill holes. That's a lot of money. You could fill a lot of holes with that in free agency. Not for nothing, too. They got the twenty-fifth pick in the draft, so. Depending on what their priority is, it could be wide receiver. It could you could go anywhere with it because they need wide receivers. They they need D backs. They need linebackers. They need another dude on the outside that can be consistent as far as a pass rusher is concerned. Although that's the least of my worries. They definitely need some weapons on the on the offense. They just do. I think Isaiah Hodgins will be back, but he's not going to cost a lot. <laughs> 
I actually think Shepard will be back at a lower number as well because I don't think he'll want to leave this roster. Now, can he stay healthy? Probably not. But if you're not paying him anything, what 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 hurts you there? You know what I mean? Um, But there's a lot of things that can happen. De- DeAndre Hopkins sounds like he's going to be traded from Arizona. You can make a deal there. Uh, who else? Brandon Ayuk has been a name that I've heard scattering around, but I don't know how that would work out considering they have his fifth-year option still and they don't really have to pay him anything right now. Uh, what was the other name that I heard? T. Higgins. T. Higgins is going to be a free agent. I wouldn't hate him having uh, having him on this team. He's going to cost a lot of money, though. He'll be upwards of $17, $18 million a year. So that, you know, you could do that. Or you could draft a wide receiver. I mean, the wide receiver, I feel like, is the most valued position now. As far as draft is concerned, drafting is concerned, other than like pass rusher and and corner, because those are ve- two very important pieces. But it's also the deepest position, for the most part, that we see in draft classes. So as far as the draft is, con- is concerned, I'd probably go defensive back, first round, the best defensive back on the board. Now... It all depends on where the Giants want to go. There's really no wrong way to go, in my opinion, because they do need a lot. But, you know, as far as free agents are go, go, I'm not exactly sure who all the free agents are. But, look, they need a lot. They just do. So they have money to deal with. It's really the first season Joe Shane can do much. Loved his first draft, so I'm not really worried about the draft. Uh We'll see what they do. I think Julian Love needs, needs to be back. Dexter Lawrence needs to get signed. Daniel Jones needs to get signed. We franchise Saquon. Um, we re, That's another thing that they're going to do. They're going to rework uh, Leonard Williams' deal because his cap hit would be 32, and they're not going to pay him 32. So, he, he first of all, he doesn't deserve that. Guy got two and a half sacks. He's a great run stopper, don't get me wrong, but two and a half sacks getting paid Aaron Donald money that don't make much sense, and I'm sure he'll be willing to rework that deal because he's a realistic guy from my eyes. <laughs> and uh, so that'll be different. They just got a lot. They got a lot to do, man. I'm very interested. This offseason, I'm I'm hyper focused. Um. Oh, look, I gotta bring this up. I almost forgot about this. And we're kind of getting back into the foot, like the football part, like the game part, but also being a fan. As you all know, I listen to New York sports radio like it's my job. And, you know, while this game was going on against Philly, it was just bad. It was bad overall. And Peter Rosenberg, who was on the Michael K show from three to seven, okay? Complete hack. This guy comes on, gets on the Twitter, and sits there and actually says with a straight face. Well, I don't know if it was a straight face. Maybe he's on. I'm sitting there saying with a straight face. It was a freaking text. So he could have been sticking his tongue out for all I know. I don't freaking know. But this guy actually said he would rather miss the playoffs entirely than to watch his team. And he's talking from a fan's perspective. 
perspective now, okay? Um, he'd rather miss the playoffs entirely than to watch his team get blown out the way the Giants did against Philly because they got blown out and embarrassed. It was. It was hard to watch. Um, But are you kidding me? What kind of what kind of BS take is that? You're not a real fan. So you're telling me you'd rather your team. So you're telling me if you were a Giants fan, you'd rather them not make the playoffs, get a first-round win in Minnesota, see what Daniel Jones did to that defense, which was bad, I understand. But see what Daniel Jones did in his first-ever playoff game. People, you know, we can't discredit that, okay? And for everybody, you know, look, everybody comparing that team to the 07 team, I saw a slight similarity. The biggest difference was this is the first time this team was in the playoffs. Uh, That 07 team had been in the playoffs two times prior to that and lost both times, obviously. So they had already been there. So to sit here and tell me that playoff experience doesn't matter is essentially what you said. And then that's just one thing. And then he sat there and said that he was rooting for the Cowboys. And he's a Commanders fan. And the exact tweet was, now he went on the show and started talking about how, oh, well, I picked the Cowboys, so why would I not root for my pick? Well, that's not what you said in the tweet, Peter. You said, I'm tired of... The 49ers dominance, which, by the way, the 49ers have not been dominant. They haven't been to a Super Bowl since they lost to Kansas City a few years ago. And then they that was their first Super Bowl appearance since the Kaepernick Super Bowl against Baltimore, which they also lost. So what dominance are you talking about? That's one. Two, you're tired of seeing their dominance, so you're you're actually hoping to see the Cowboys win? Are you kidding me, man? That... that, that you know, I feel bad because I'm about to call this dude the biggest. I used to be a fan, but like just first with his horrible takes, talking about how Taylor Heineke is at the same table as Daniel Jones, and now this shit, it's just, it's just horrible takes. It's just bad takes. And you can talk about how, oh, it's your opinion. I'm entitled to my opinion. Fine, you're a bad football fan, period. So, you know. That's just my take on that. I had to bring that up because it bothered me so much. And I love that show. And it's almost making me not want to listen to the show. But, of course, I still listen. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, just hating on Peter, man. That That's just a bad take. It's just bad. Don't understand it. But, yeah, at the end of the day, Giants need a lot to do. They have a lot to do. So, let's just see what they do. I'm excited, man. I trust these guys. So, yeah, man. Embarrassing loss, but... I mean, at least you... So, like, that's another thing. Philly's the standard now. Of course. Especially because they're in your own division. Like, you need to try to build a team to beat that team. Period. So, let's see what happens. All right. On to the Jets. Now, the Jets have been probably priority number one all week in New York sports. I mean, beginning of the week, you got you got the news, Adam Schefter coming out saying Aaron Rodgers, <coughs> not that he's likely to be traded, but 
it is highly possible that he does get traded. And if you got Adam Schefter coming out saying that shit, you know that has that has to have some validity because he just doesn't say shit to say shit. That's not one of the guys that does that. Um, so if I'm the Jets, I'm doing everything I can to make that happen. Everything. Because, first of all, for a lot of reasons, you want to see how long he wants to play for, that's fine. I get that. You don't want to make this commitment and then have him here for one year and then he rides off into the sunset somehow. But one, what are the options, right? What are the options? You got Derek Carr. You got um, Jimmy Garoppolo. You got possibly Lamar. You got Baker Mayfield. You got who, who's the, who's the other one that they were talking about? There's one more that they were talking about. Where are my notes? Excuse me. Um, what the hell? I had him. I don't know where it went. Sorry about that. There was another one. There's another one out there. But either way, I'm picking Aaron Rodgers over all of them except for Lamar. Um, the only one I would, if Lamar's possible, I would go after him because he's a long-term uh, solution. But is that what the Jets want to do? And the reason I bring that up is because they kept Zach Wilson. Now, do I think Zach Wilson's going to be anything? Personally, no. That's just my gut feeling. I don't think much is going to happen with him, but the Jets are keen on not getting rid of him. So who better to bring in than Aaron Rodgers, who's like Zach Wilson's idol, and he's openly said that before. And Aaron Rodgers had some nice things to say about him. So look, not that Aaron Rodgers is going to go there and just like mentor Zach, because clearly he is not the mentoring type. Just look at Green Bay. All right. And by the way, this is almost the exact thing that happened with Brett Favre in Green Bay. It's so crazy. But, and he got traded to the Jets. <laughs> that fucked up. But if I'm again, if I'm the Jets, I'm doing everything I can to get Aaron Rodgers. I just am. With that being said, they went out and uh, they hired Nathaniel Hackett to be their offensive coordinator. And... To me, it is a clear um, power play to try to get them to try to get Rodgers to New York. That's just my opinion, because if you're going to judge this on his body of work and you've looked at all of his body of work and all that stuff, how you can hire this guy after the year he just had in Denver? Um, I don't know that. To me, it just doesn't make much sense. Schematically, you know, I get he runs a West Coast offense. Barely called the plays in green. And look, the re- this is why I think it was a power play to get Aaron Rodgers to want to come to the Jets because he was Aaron Rodgers' offensive coordinator before he was in Denver. And Aaron Rodgers had a lot of nice things to say about him. You know, he loved the guy. He thought he deserved to be a head coach. And... Not for nothing, I will say this. There were stories coming out of Denver of how dysfunctional it actually was. I don't think I'd put it all on him. 
But he was a major part of it. I mean, he's the head coach of the football team, and they stunk with Russell Wilson at quarterback. But at the end of the day, I, I think I think Denver hired him to try to lure Rodgers there initially. So, I mean, with him getting fired after year one, that kind of proved that to me as well. So, look, in my opinion, that's the only thing that can happen to really justify the hire if you get Aaron Rodgers. Then I'll be happy with the hire because they have chemistry. They know what they know each other well. They know Aaron Rodgers clearly knows the offense he's going to run. Doesn't matter if he called players or not in Green Bay. Like he was there, <laughs> and they did well with him. Now, as a coordinator, he's had some success. He, I mean, he was in Jacksonville the year that they went to the AFC Championship game, and Doug Marone came out and said, like, he doesn't even know he doesn't <coughs> he doesn't know what happened in Denver, um, but. Doug Marone was the head coach of Jacksonville at that time, and, you know, he let him run the offense. And he had Blake Bortles as quarterback, and Doug Marone said he he has success with with limited quarterbacks. So that's a good sign. And he had success with Aaron Rodgers, clearly. So, look, he comes off a horrendous season in Denver. At, like, again, I just, you know, Salah came out and said, like, they had 15 – candidates and you know they you know they had extensive interview processes with a lot of people and all that shit i understand all that and to me that's just him coming out and saying the right stuff uh because after all this aaron Rodgers news came out i'm sure joe joe douglas has been working this for a while now and this has to be our power play to get him that's just my opinion and now i sound like peter I'm not wrong. If you think if you think I'm wrong, you know, shoot me over, shoot me a shout on Twitter at winner ten twenty three W Y N N E R ten twenty three on Twitter, um, and let me know about it. I'll be happy to go back and forth with you, but that's just my opinion on it. I feel like, again, the only thing that that can happen to justify it in my eyes is if you get Aaron Rodgers, then all is right with the world because. You get Aaron Rodgers, you're contending for a championship. I know you're in the AFC, but that you know you got the team, man. Your roster's way better than than Green Bay, and by the way, that showed this year. And for everybody who wants to sh- kind of like shut down this Aaron Rodgers thing to the Jets because of the year that he had, the fact that the broken thumb that he had all year isn't being talked about doesn't make much sense to me. And on top of the fact he had a bunch of rookie wide receivers and an old Randall Cobb who can't move anymore. So, you know, I'm not going to... And he almost made the playoffs. <coughs> they almost brought the team back from a 4-8 and eight start to the season. I shouldn't even say start because that's 12 games in. You're almost done by then. And they almost won. And, I mean, they almost made the playoffs. They finished 8-9. and nine. I mean, did you, are you trying to tell me Aaron Rodgers had nothing to do with that? He had a lot to do with that. So let's just keep that in perspective. And by the way, he's the greatest quarterback you've ever had ever if that happens. So, and by the way, it's also been 54 years for the Jets to win a Super Bowl. And you want to sit here and talk about how he doesn't do well in the playoffs and all that stuff. Uh, miss me with that. Because, because that's just... You haven't been to the playoffs in 12 years. You can't talk to me about that. Got fucking dogs. 
barking in the background. I apologize for that. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm not sure about it. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat the point again. The only way this is justified is if you get Aaron Rodgers in the building. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. Shut up, dog. Jesus. Um. All right. Yeah, that's about it, guys. Look, I'm gonna get into the uh, get into this weekend's games. So we got San Francisco at Philadelphia. Um, San Francisco is a two and a half point favorite. Which, oh no, I'm sorry, two and a half point underdog. They're plus two, two and a half. I'm sorry, read that wrong completely. Uh, yeah, I mean Philly looked really good against the Giants, but. San Francisco was not the Giants. I'm picking with my heart here instead of my head because I can't stand Philly, and if Philly makes it to another Super Bowl, uh, I'm going to be sick. So I'm going San Francisco plus two and a half. And just by the way, I'm picking both underdogs this week because Cincinnati going to Kansas City doesn't scare me one bit considering Cincinnati – is 3-0 and against Kansas City with Joe Burrow quarterback, and they did it last year. And Mahomes could say whatever he wants, although it looks like that dude got like a spell put on him or something because that dude was walking around like it's no problem. But it's a little different in-game. So that dude's ankle has to be bothering him. I'm going Cincinnati plus the 1.5 at Kansas City. Uh, yeah, man, I mean... San Francisco and Cincinnati Super Bowl. It's what I want to see, and I want to see the Bengals win it. That's my pick. Those are my picks. Pick them if you want. I don't freaking care. Go 49ers. Go Bengals. Get Philly the fuck out of here. I'm done. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Please, those who do listen, you know, stream it out, man. Tell people about it. Tell, tell, Tell them that your boy you know, has a podcast and it's actually pretty good according to what you guys tell me. I mean, unless you're just lying to me to make me feel better, which I hope you're not doing. (laughs) All right. Tell people about it. Have them listen, you know, subscribe, fucking rate all that shit. Do all that fun stuff for me. I'd really appreciate it. Um, yeah, just, just, just network, network for me. I can only do so much guys. I need the help. Y'all need to help me out. But yeah, I appreciate y'all listening regardless. Even if you don't, keep on listening for me. Um, I thank you again. And go Niners. Fuck Philly. Get them out of here. Peace.